0: Most Utah mayors are not full-time mayors. Many of them are folks with full-time jobs outside of city government. They simply offer to serve because they care about their community. So they figure out how to balance their personal workload. On this episode of City's Work, we speak with three outgoing Utah mayors from Northern Utah, a professor, a business owner, and a former landscape supervisor. They've served a collective 42 years for their communities. I have
1: benefited myself immensely from being in the positions that I've been in. I almost feel like I learned more as a city councilman and as mayor than I learned in college.
0: Charles Wheeler is the mayor of Hyde Park. Jeff Young is the mayor of Richmond and Damon Cann is the mayor of North Logan.
2: So in my day job, I'm a professor of political science at Utah State University and have spent years of my career teaching people the importance of citizenship and community. And, you know, I had not lived in North Logan for a very long period of time when some friends in my neighborhood approached me and said, Hey, have you ever considered running for a municipal office? And, and I thought, no, absolutely, I haven't. As I reflected on it, though, I thought if I'm going to practice what I preach uh, as a political scientist, that it would be important for me to be willing to take a little bit of of time and try to engage and serve in my community in the way that I teach my students good citizens should do.
0: Jeff Young was, in fact, just getting started with his young family when he came to Richmond and felt compelled to jump in and help find solutions to the needs of all residents.
3: I was very young when I ran. I'd just been married and had one child and another one on the way and I wanted maybe some more family things in our community, parks, maybe a little bit more, just some things that that would work with a young family. And I've always been a believer that someone who's willing to get involved and look for solutions rather than point out the problems uh, is a place that gives a lot more satisfaction. And so I was interested in getting involved and a council member I had lunch with, and he mentioned that There was an election coming up and there wasn't a lot of people that had put in. And so that
0: uh, piqued my interest. Charles Wheeler was working on a grassroots community development issue when his leadership on that effort led to an invitation to run for office.
1: I got asked by those that were trying to find candidates to run in the city or city offices to see if I would be willing to run for council and I did and was elected and have uh, ran five times and won every time. I've been re-elected and I recently became mayor uh, by appointment because our prior mayor Sheridan Flint unfortunately passed away from a very fast acting uh, brain tumor and so because I had more experience in basically anyone that was on the council or is on the council. Then I did put my name in the hat and was appointed mayor. Uh, and that was in the early part of this year. So I haven't
0: really been mayor very long. For Mayor Wheeler, that community service began more than 20 years ago. Of course, these Northern Utah communities, even those with a smaller population, have seen an influx of residents over that time. This group had a hand in fostering that growth.
1: There's been a lot of growth when
0: I first started in in Hyde Park. We had around 900
1: connections to four people for water, and now we're almost 1,600, so it's nearly doubled in 20 years the, the size of our city. We have built many, many, many new subdivisions and some new parks. I myself, have, as a city councilman, has been over the building of parks and have now built two new parks in, in the city of Hyde Park. Uh, and that's been fun and a cool challenge. And we currently have some projects that are that we're doing that are really fun. We're building some trails on some property that we were able to obtain from the federal government with them getting rid of some excess properties. We picked up 80 acres and we're building a new water tank up there because we've had some water problems. Two million gallon tank and putting in a pipeline to get up there is almost a mile of piping. and, And we're putting in on this 80 acres Uh, some mountain biking trails and some recreational things that are really fun and projects that I'm enjoying doing and working with right now and probably will volunteer with once I'm out
0: of office. Each city leader also faces the challenges of managing growth with limited resources. And that often calls for a creative and long-term approach.
3: That's a tough decision. Just prior to me coming on and then Just as I was on council, the city had an opportunity to purchase a fair amount of water, which then led to a a well and a two million gallon tank that we were able to put in. Um, At the time, it was pretty controversial. I mean, it didn't drain our budget, but it put a pretty heavy dent and created a scenario that that we had to be pretty cautious for a lot of years. Uh, Hindsight is genius. Uh, I was so grateful for it because, you know, 15 years ago getting water and now trying to round up water and other things, it's completely different. Very grateful that that process was done. And I've always held the opinion that in general, when it comes to politics, I don't like to punt, uh, mostly for the fact that someone has to eventually deal with some of these issues. And punting can happen, but eventually, usually, if it's hunted too often at a large decision especially capital improvement or infrastructure it becomes harder to do not easier it becomes more expensive not less expensive it becomes more problematic as growth happens if we had to put a sewer system in in the 70s and still been septic we would all be experiencing scenarios that say Millville is right now that all of a sudden they have to do this and it's four or five times what any of us spent to do an infrastructure like that and so the the concept is is usually being responsible in the moment is much better than waiting for someone else to deal with it in their moment
0: mayor young has a personal philosophy to address the difficult issues now before the difficult tasks become impossible anytime a municipality
3: doesn't take care of the problems that they are facing in that time frame. it generally adds a lot more heartache for everybody, for the people that are voted in, for the community members, and sometimes it creates scenarios where some things become impossible that could have been possible prior. Because if you go 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road where things should have gone say tanks or other infrastructure items now
0: can't because it's either grown or there's other things that have now replaced that. However, when dealing with difficult projects and even some of the easy ones, controversy can arise. Opinions can be diverse that occasionally will lead to criticism directed at local leaders.
2: Dealing with the the personal relationships that that are part of this, especially in smaller communities, like many of those that you find here in Cache Valley, is is a little bit tricky. I think the best thing that you can do is, is to communicate as effectively as you can communicate. I've heard it said that if you're just carefully, carefully honest, that you don't have to worry about remembering what you said because as long as you're telling the truth, you don't have to be, be so careful. Being straightforward with people and being clear about your motives and your goals, I think are, are the best ways to be straightforward in handling these kinds of issues. You know, local politics is personal and it affects people's homes and their lives more directly than anything else that you see at other levels of government. And because of that, it's going to be that much more personal when issues and conflicts arise. I think by being honest, straightforward, and communicative with residents gives you your best shot to work through these challenges together. I guess the other thing that, that can work on your side in, in small communities at times is in, in situations where it was the first time that I'd ever spoken with someone when they were dealing with a municipal controversy that involved their home or their land, it was a lot harder to have that person trust me. But when I was working with people who I'd had repeated relationships, we'd met because our kids played soccer together or they were on the lacrosse team together or whatever the other relationship was, if I'd had a chance to build a relationship with them otherwise, they could view me as a person rather than just as a city council member, or or later a mayor who was just trying to push something through on behalf of the city, or more conspiratorially, as some people might say, on behalf of a developer or, or for some other reason. So, finding ways to. Build relationships of trust on an individual level with community members has been something that has been
3: incredibly helpful for me over the the time that I've served in my community. I remember the first time I got called a liar in council meeting and the next weekend I was I had some meetings and was heading to church and I was a little bit late and so I came in and sat down real quick and and then I I remember looking over and I was staring straight into the individual that, that had called me a liar at our council meeting and I just looked back down and I thought how does this even work like I mean it it creates create scenarios that are hard. And I didn't have like hard feelings, I didn't hate them. And I have a doubt they hated me, uh, I don't think. But the part that really kind of came to me at that moment was that it is really hard to be in a position or place where you have to think for a group, not an individual. It's so much easier to just have your opinion. It's so much easier to just say, this is what you need to do and go do it. It's way harder when you have to say, okay, here's my opinion, but that is now different than half of my community. And that's really now making me think, okay, wh- it, where is my opinion? And then making decisions where you have some that are really mad at you, but you still know that it's the right decision and making that decision, which is what the community wants. The the community doesn't want necessarily individuals to be bounced to and fro, to go with the wind, to be pushed around by anything. They want people that have good character and and dignity and, and have judgment and that ability. But I think also they want people who have conscience and have an ability to see a broader perspective and i will say that that got better over the years of serving i remember the first year i i was serving as counselor the second year our part-time city manager had sent out an email about his frustration that somebody had laid all kinds of salt on the sidewalk and and apparently we bought really expensive salts he only used a little bit but uh, uh he was frustrated that we had wasted you know a couple hundred dollars worth of salt just on a little section in the city building and i, I do remember that i was the individual that did that and there was ice and <laughs> so uh you know what probably should have been a, a couple sentences might have been four pages long explaining that if i knew we used gold for ice melt around there i wouldn't have <laughs> and uh, went through and it's interesting, the mayor at the time, he was so good because he, I mean, I was completely out of line on how I just went off with that. And he was so good at helping me understand that there are not necessarily right ways, but there's better ways to deal with things. And that was the part that I respected more than anything. And I could I definitely say that my reaction now would be night and day different than where it was at. And I've seen that a lot with people that serve over time. Uh, most people i've seen serving over time they they become a little more resolute in their understanding but i also see a lot of compassion that gets built in that because you recognize where people are at and i do see that i'm a lot more interested now in finding ways that we can have a good balance than i am in forcing issues that just have to be and i like that better than where i was at and i think that's the part that I see if more community members could experience that and be able to recognize that in general, we build better communities with that concept.
0: Working in city government, these three have developed a deep-seated appreciation for the others who create that local government team. They work closely with many unsung heroes who each do a lot to make our communities better places to live.
2: You see amazing things like one of our water guys, uh, you know, they they had a a water line that that broke on a construction project. The first thing he did was go down to Lee's marketplace to pick up a bunch of flats of water and bring them down to be there for for the neighbors and residents when you probably would have rather been cursing out the the contractor that crushed the water line. But uh, you you see a lot of good deeds and a lot of kindness to to provide the services that people all just expect will be there and because they don't see what goes into it, they think it's easy and effortless When, when in reality there's so much that goes into those things. And one of the things
1: that I've learned as mayor through the opportunity to work with our police chief is the great service that our police department uh, gives to our community at relatively low cost. The police officers don't earn a huge wage or anything like that, but what a service they provide. I'm so grateful for that and I gain much of that gratitude while being on
0: the council as mayor. And I, I really want to thank our police department and Utah's community servants often become friends, like these guys and their predecessors.
2: There's a great camaraderie that exists among local elected officials. It's been great, and it's it's something I'm going to miss. I I hope we still get to hang out every now and again, guys. (laughs) My my municipal service hasn't been as as long as, as Charles's, but thinking back, most of the things that have happened in the nearly four years that I've been mayor that were good weren't things that I did. Most of the good things that happened in the last four years are things that were set up by previous mayors and it just takes so long for things to happen and get major projects done. That you know, I've been in office as mayor for about a year, and people are like, "Wow, Damon, you're really good at this." And I was like, "Well, should I tell them that it was actually the last guy, or should I <laughs> should I take credit for it?" And I, I hopefully I was was as benevolent as one ought to be in those circumstances. But it does give me some hope because my my goal in the last ten years of municipal service has been to just do anything I can to make my city a place where people love to live, where they're happy to be, where they like to be with their families, where they like to invite their grandkids, where they have hopes for what their future will be if they're young people. And I won't get to see the fulfillment of all those things that I've tried to set out to do, but hope for good things to come for the mayors and city council members ahead as they take up the adventure of municipal service. Things do wear on you over time. That that certainly, I think think weighs into it. If, if you're at a point where you can't be charitable to people who are reaching out to you for help, uh, I hope I've never crossed that bridge. Uh, but if, if you start even worrying that you're gonna gonna be there, in my mind, that's a sign that that um, that, that maybe time's coming and i i also believe there's a lot of different ways that you can give uh to the community and demands of uh, of my time of, from for my family and and for my employer are, are things that i've seen increasing uh, over the last year or two and, and and just needed to kind of step back to Uh, to find other ways to contribute, so I'll be flipping burgers at fundraisers for the lacrosse team and probably showing up at public hearings to antagonize my successors uh, for years to come. You know, the things you learn in municipal service, the number of times, I, I don't know about you guys, but the number of times that I've thought to myself, I wish everyone in my community could see this issue from the perspective of the whole community that a mayor and a city council member has to take and i think the more people we have who have that perspective the stronger our communities will be because they have a better understanding of what their city is trying to achieve as we approach these different decisions and to that end i think turnover and giving a lot of people a chance to engage and be involved in this way is a positive thing for our communities
1: well one of the things that has kept me in in the situation as being city councilman for four and a half terms and now mayor is that I had projects that I always wanted to finish. I want to finish this park or I want to get this done and and the problem that I've found is right now I have more projects than I ever had and yet (laughs) at, at this point in my life I now retired and I have some other things that I need to be doing. And so I'm gonna step away from at least the elected position and, and be taking care of, of some other things in other ways. And the thing that I find most important right now is how can I instill the vision that I had for these many projects in those who will follow after me, the next mayor and the city council and and even the citizenry in, in our community that that they would say, well, we really want to see the Bonneville Shoreline Trail happen in Hyde Park, as, as an example, and, and have the buy-in into those projects that, that are my babies, so to speak, and see that they continue. And so it is something that I feel like leaving, and leaving something undone
3: is, for me, difficult. Really, at the end of the day, I'm a better person because I got to serve with so many different people and a lot of really tough decisions and circumstances. And I feel I'm a better person now all around for not just my community, but for my family, for uh, my business, for all of the different aspects. It has been a rewarding thing. And I encourage anyone with all different aspects and walks of life to participate in public service, to step out of the comfort zone a little bit, to offer that freely. And in return, I think most people will be surprised at how positive that is.
0: The strength of our cities is fortified by those who care, those who serve, those who choose to step out of their comfort zone. It enriches the quality of life for the residents of cities and towns and our own. Thanks to our local leaders. I'm Susan Wood, and this is the Cities Work Podcast brought to you by the Utah League of Cities and Towns.